Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network and on this show every single day. If it's important to UK, UK fans, UK sports, if it's relevant, we're going to talk about it. My name is Jay Kyle Mann and I am joined by Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Do you just walk around saying that like whenever you say your name? Do you just say, Yeah, we're supposed to introduce like who we are. What no, I was we, just... Yeah. <laughs> It's on your Twitter handle. You yeah. just say it every time. Like when they when you fill out paperwork at the doctor's office, do you put like the surname of the athletic? Do you just uh, there's a there was a guy once that I met that uh, he would always he worked for the New York Times, and I I had occasion to bump into him several times, and he would always introduce himself as first name last name New York Times. First name, last name, New York Times. First, like in social settings, he would like say his oh name. My God. His, and like, also, I met him like I don't know five times in a short, you know, within a year or two, we inter- we interacted at a events. Was and he, he like, would always? He would always come up and introduce himself again, like he'd never seen me before in his life. And he would say, first name, last name, New York Times." That's and, always great when people do that. Yeah, they clearly yeah. forget you. Yeah, yeah, but also just the the. The pretension of oh, of, for sure. Uh, I work for the New York Times. It was it was fantastic. Was he like tenured there, basically, or was it? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, like I'll just a long leave. Time. I'll just leave it alone. I'll just leave okay. it alone because if I keep talking, I'll give it away, and I don't want to. I, I don't really want to alienate a person. But, right. Uh, He's probably one of our biggest I mean, he listeners. Is, yeah. He is an imp- he is an important person. After all, he he previously worked for the new york times it's brett stevens uh, isn't it uh yeah yeah isn't it funny i always say that i made this chart one time about like um whenever someone offers up what they do like the earlier they offer that information up the worse they are the like the less likely they are to be good at it like the people who like yeah. really readily volunteer like i'm a touring right. musician i'm like well you probably yeah. suck because people yeah, they, are good don't you have to like pry it out of them right <laughs> they, yeah they yeah right they want to they want to be patted on the back for it now yeah. in this setting we were uh, the, the the tutorial we got from the, the network was to introduce ourselves as what we are in the outside world uh it's part of the deal but uh, I got gotcha. no, you. I, I don't walk up to people. <laughs> I do. I swear <laughs> to God, I do not. I do not walk up to people saying Kyle Tucker in the Athletic. I no, do. I do. T- I do. Walk, a- but I do walk up to him and say Kyle Tucker, New York Times. Yeah, it's uh, a good. Uh, it's a. You should be proud. It's a good. It's a good publication. Anyway, I moving on today. Today we're going to talk about three things, and those things are we're going to talk a little bit about uh, UK in the polls. And then we're going to talk about a little guy named, uh, not little at all, Cade Cunningham, who is in the 2020 high school class. And then we're going to talk about Devin Booker. So, uh, first up, uh, we were going to, you were going to just kind of touch base on Kentucky's movement in the polls. Why don't you, why don't you just take the wheel on that? Uh, yeah, we, we were going to talk about it yesterday. And per usual, we rambled on and on until we just didn't. So, um, Kentucky, I mean, everybody listening to this probably knows some of the basic facts here. Kentucky uh, up to 29th, they're not actually in the poll, but I guess uh, they are in the others receiving votes. Uh, And if you tally those up, they're 29th in the coaches poll. Not a single, interestingly, not a single vote in the AP poll still um, of the 62 Associated Press voters. I, I don't really have much issue with that. If you didn't have them in the poll before this season, I mean, you could you could make an argument like, hey, they we've talked about the respect factor. They won ten games last year. 
you know, if if just about any other SEC team won ten games a year ago and had its you know uh, quarterback and entire offensive line and star wide receiver and you know all SEC middle linebacker back, you'd probably rank them in the preseason. Well, I mean, Florida Florida gets ranked uh, just about every year in the preseason. No just on brand does, bias. No matter what it yeah. does the year before. I mean, well, that's a I, fact. A little note here. I will say uh, Army got 31 votes. votes, votes. <laughs> that's when John Voigt uh, votes on a team. They got 31 votes. Uh, <laughs> <Voigt>. <laughs> Memphis, Memphis got six. USC got one. Minnesota got two. Boston College won. North Carolina won. So, I mean, you could, I mean, you could argue that Kentucky at least deserves some, some solitary votes there, I would say. But yeah, uh, I can still understand them, like you said, not being in the top 25. Yeah, my, my point was, you know, you could quibble with whether they should have been in the preseason poll, but if the, if AP poll voters didn't have them in, I don't know that there's any reason you go, well, that Toledo win get, does it. Um, For sure. You know, it was a fine, uh, fine win. It was encouraging enough, but that's not like jumping off the page. Uh, North Carolina coming off a horrible year. Um, and if you're just if you're just doing like the way some people do their voting, and it's probably the right way to do it. Uh, actual hay in the barn, you know, voting on what what's actually already taken place. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina beating an SEC team that was projected to be in the, you know, in the middle of the pack uh, in South Carolina. Give give North Carolina some votes. So anyway, uh, they got a little narrative bump too, just because it was big. Oh everybody, sure, everybody Mac saw Brown that. And and Mac, yeah. You know, people are excited. Mac Brown is back, and Mac Brown danced in the locker room. Return of the um, Mac. Yep. Yeah, I mean, when when all things are not equal, we are left to our own stupid, but also kind of wonderful human devices where we're 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 gullible and malleable, and we fall for all these little storylines over actual substance. Like people are just going gaga over Mac Brown, and that's fine. That's part of what it's part of the reason it's the most popular sport in the world is because it produces stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the athletic 130, which you know I think is a cool thing because it it our our site and our writers are ranking every team in the bowl subdivision uh, every single week, um, and so in the athletic 130, Kentucky checks in at 41. I think they were like in the mid to low 40s in the preseason. They moved up a few spots. Of note, they're only behind uh, four teams in the SEC and the athletic. Uh, 130 this week. Georgia, Florida, uh, I'm sorry, uh, when I say three, they're four teams. You said four. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess it, well, I, I must have skipped over some because it has to be Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Mississippi State are ahead of them. But South Carolina, Missouri, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Tennessee, all behind them. Um, inter- interestingly, of the of the teams, these are the teams left on uh, on Kentucky's schedule. That's why I was. This is what I wrote down. This is why I was leaving off Alabama and LSU. Uh, these are the teams left on Kentucky's schedule uh, where they're ranked in our rankings: Georgia number six, Florida number nine, Mississippi State twenty nine. After that, not a single team left on Kentucky's schedule in the top thirty. So, so by the numbers, about, the know, water's sort of parting <laughs> a little bit there. You know, it let you right. know, basically you you could say there's a little um, little bit less of an excuse, really. Uh, you well, know, absolutely, the, maybe the floor has shifted a little bit, like we were talking about. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've got you got South Carolina, Missouri, Louisville, Vanderbilt, Eastern Michigan, Arkansas, Tennessee are all fifty to uh, all the way down to t- Tennessee ninety eighth. 
Ooh. Arkansas 94th. Those teams are ranked behind Eastern Michigan, who they play this weekend in our uh, Athletic 130. Also 98 the last time they were good. Hey, now. Also, <laughs> hey. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, what, what do we think that the uh, the threshold for um, the thinking they should be ranked? Where does that begin in like the immediate future of Kentucky's schedule? What do you think? Yeah, like could could they could they beat beat down Eastern Michigan uh, enough at home this weekend to get ranked? Probably not. I mean, uh, certainly it seems like they could in the coaches' poll. I mean, starting at 29th, some other teams lose and they go win by 35. Um, really put on two, a show. Two and yeah. oh. You know, and then there's also the factor of, you know, people like to, uh, we like to set up matchups. And Florida's coming to town the next week. If you can get a ranked on ranked, people like to do that. Um, <laughs> they do. Uh, yeah, you're right. They do like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I just think that is in people in the back of people's minds. Whether it's the SIDs, let's be let's not kid ourselves. The coaches aren't voting in the coaches' poll. The SIDs are, mm-hmm. um, or or the the writers, the media. Um, so could they blow out Eastern Michigan enough to get ranked this week? Probably in the coaches' poll. Possibly, I would say almost no chance in the AP poll. But then, you know, that opportunity is there. You want your respect. Get to three and zero the following week by beating Florida. Of course, you're getting ranked. I mean, I think that's the that's the for certain threshold. Is if Kentucky wants to be in the top twenty five, beat Florida for the second time. All you got to do is do something you've only done once in the last thirty two years. But hey, NBD, right? Yeah, yeah. No uh, so I think the current status uh, report for Kentucky's uh, polling, how they've been polling, is. Uh, adequately respected at this point we would say and we'll do an update on that as we go but uh right now i need to tell you about grassroots pharmacy because it's just critically important that i do grassroots pharmacy kyle did you know that they're locally owned i did because uh they're my local pharmacy well not everybody might know that yeah well yeah that's true too and it's really important but they're an independent pharmacy and they're looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be they place a strong focus on nutrition supplementation and alternative therapies such as cbd oil which uh you know you're you're sort of a disciple of and uh what is it a a proselytizer of the miracle of cbd oil is that correct kyle i am they carry uh several of them it's one of the few brick and mortar stores you can get that here in lexington uh they carry carry a bunch of brands one of them uh is wild health uh a a brand that i'm involved with that my wife uses and helps her a lot with her various medical ailments and we actually have a promo code kyle 10 you can go to wild health cbd Dot com, or you can get it in the office, uh, in the store. At, at Grassroots, they'll honor that uh, promo code uh, as well. They accept most insurance plans, including Medicare. Their location is 2304 Sir Barton Way in the Hamburg Pavilion in Lexington, and they are located at the four-way stop next to Best Buy on the parking lot side where Regal Cinema is, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m., Saturday, 10 to 3, grassrootspharmacy.com. Com 859-263-1382 is how you can reach them over the phone. So uh, we wanted to do, I teased earlier today, a project that I've been kind of working off and on uh, on uh, lately. I'll, I'll do these sort of, and if you ever go to my website, uh, my website, uh, <laughs> timedrop.net, uh, you'll see that I've done 
a few of these now, a slew of them, you could say, uh, about draft prospects, guys who are pre-college, things like that. Uh, I really enjoy sort of digging into like uh, pre-college tape. I think it's fun to sort of parse through which which footage is useful and things like that. But lately, I've been studying a guy named Cade Cunningham. Um, Kyle, what do you know about Cade Cunningham? I know he's a bad dude. He's not your typical point guard, although I guess you could say he's – uh, an increasingly typical NBA ball handler um, in the uh, in the ever evolving NBA world, but uh, saw him in the spring. He was uh, in the midst of his the final pieces of his climb from you know I think two years ago he was like a top fifty guy, and a year ago he was a top twenty five guy, and going into the spring he was a top ten guy, and now he is by the end of the AAU circuit this year the Nike circuit. Uh, Peach Jam wrapping up in July, he was, I think, pretty unanimously a top two player mm-hmm. in the class, and I think a strong, strong case can be made that he's the best high school basketball player in America, maybe regardless of class. There's been there's been a really interesting back and forth between the guys who just rank the high school classes and then the guys who like strictly uh, evaluate these guys on their potential going forward because uh, it's it's funny like to watch like the Draft Express or like two four seven people like that and then you'll see the draft websites like the Step In uh, and and those those people who really really feel like Kate is the top player in the class over Evan Mobri- uh, Mobley it's not Mobley is it it's Mobley I'm th- pretty sure I think it's Mobley and there's like seven of them and they're all going to <laughs> USC <laughs> yeah they're all USC. Good. Yeah, they're go- they're all good, and they're all I think they're all all either at or headed to USC. Yeah, uh, so I I kind of was doing just a um, a sort of entry deep dive into what I what I think about him, and and you're right, uh, he is he does fit sort of a the bird's eye thirty thousand foot view of what Cade is like is that he does sort of fit this idea of a modern uh, ball handler. I don't really necessarily always love to say point guard because he's he's a primary facilitator and I think that that can come from any position I don't think that it has to be the guy dribbling the ball up the floor uh you usually like that guy to be a quicker player that can handle pressure so you know maybe sometimes that's a guard but it's not always like in the case of like Nikola Jokic we could go on and on about that but I saw Cade for the first time in um Indianapolis I went up there to sort of just become acclimated with that class and he jumped out immediately i was up there with curtis actually uh a little bit uh and i I just kept gravitating to watch Cade cunningham play because he's got this just for people who haven't seen him he's sort of built like andrew harrison uh but he but bigger (laughs) but bigger. well yeah he's yeah he's he's probably six 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 seven but he's just that big you know you watch andrew harrison you're like just the the overwhelming frame that he had like it looked like he has a frame that he could sort of do whatever he wants with it like he could uh and and by that i mean he could sort of get get jacked he could get lean and still be able to his his playing frame uh doesn't naturally need a lot of weight to be effective so i just think he's got he's got a lot of options going forward but he's a really patient really sort of a pick and roll operator um a guy that can his shooting is still a little bit suspect that's something that i've noticed for as big as he is he's not quite the finisher that i would like uh but really really has the he's he's sort of a qb1 he's he's a really a leader uh his team i don't think they lost a game in eybl this past year if i'm not mistaken i think they went like 
15 and 0 or something. Did, did you have you seen their record prior to Peach Jam? Yeah, they didn't win Peach Jam, but uh, prior to Peach Jam, I guess that's possible. I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't keep up with the records. The the least interesting thing in the world about the EYBL is uh, the team standings. That's true. You're right about which, that. <laughs> which became very evident two years ago when uh, Marvin Bagley's BS team from out west went like two and thirteen in league play, and they gave him a league exemption uh, into Peach, <laughs> Peach yeah, Jam. And then they went and signed with, and then they went and signed with Puma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That all, was, all that loyalty. Yeah. Years and years of Nike legally in that case, I guess, pumping dollars into the Bagley family. Giving him the bag. The Bagley's the bag. So, um, Cade Cunningham, in terms of how he would fit, um, was kind of something we wanted to talk about. If for some reason his brother, his brother Kanan or Cannon Cunningham played at Southern Methodist, um, joined the staff at Oklahoma State. It was this past summer, I believe, right? I mean, it yeah. wasn't too terribly long ago. The, the sort of wide held belief is that he'll go there because Kanan is Cade's mentor idol he looks up to him loves him to death if you ever hear him talk about him uh but recently evan daniels actually sort of hinted that you know the recruitment might not be over have you heard anything about that i everything i gather is that uh, at least on kentucky's end it was sort of a uh well that one's that one's gotten away from them <laughs> yeah uh, as soon as as soon as the brother uh was hired i mean it's sort of shades of um, James Wiseman with Memphis, you know, I, I think, I don't think I know. I, I almost know a hundred percent that if Penny Hardaway doesn't get hired, uh, at Memphis, James Wiseman is at Kentucky. Uh, and the same guy was recruiting him as it was recruiting Cade, uh, Cunningham, Joel justice, put a bunch of time into that. I think Kentucky would have been, I don't know if they would have definitely gotten him, but they would have been in great, great position if there wasn't a family connection and that, that connection got a job uh, this summer at one of the uh, programs close to home too. That's other, also of note, he's from Texas and it's there, uh, you know, out West in Oklahoma state. Um, you know, and there's a lot to like, I mean, as, as much as you don't really think of Oklahoma state as any kind of powerhouse, there's a lot to like out there. Their facilities, they tweeted out, uh, just did a little cleaning up the official basketball account. Just did a little cleaning up in case we have any visitors this weekend. Cade yeah. Cunningham is visiting Oklahoma State uh, with another top 100 guy, I think, this weekend. Uh, and if you've never seen Oklahoma State's basketball facilities, you know they they have T Boone Pickens, T Boone Pickens, yeah, bil- o- billionaire, I think, oil tycoon, um, who's you know literally no- Known eats, for eats pumping money. Yeah. yeah, he's known for pumping money into the football program, but he has also built them a ridiculous palace uh, for basketball. So, you know, and the Big Ten is a fun brand, brand of um, Big Ten. Big Twelve is a fun band of brand of basketball. Um, and his brother's out there. I mean, it would stun me if Cade Cunningham goes somewhere other than Oklahoma State. And to my knowledge, I think Kentucky has sort of resigned itself to that fate and and focused its energy and effort elsewhere we know that pretty pretty much for certain uh but (laughs) but, uh yeah Cade is Cade's a special player that's what I'll tell people I don't think that in terms of like hoops IQ in this class I'll just tell you he's the kind of guy that can elevate a whole team like because he he's really really wired to be um the, the the example that I used is uh, in in the title of my piece. I'm I well, it's not exactly the title, but I just say that Cade Cunningham plays the orchestra, uh, and 
there's this quote from have you seen the Steve Jobs movie the one with Michael yes. Fassbender well Steve Wozniak asks him what in- instrument he plays and he says he plays the orchestra that's kind of how like he's wired as one of those high level uh, pick and roll game manager kind of guys where uh, he's such a threat to score he's such a threat to hit the hit the roller whether it's a short roll in a pick and pop or or over the top and he's so big and physical that he can get where he wants to go I think he's going to be a dominant college player wherever he goes I don't think he needs to go to college I think that he could he could play college basketball this upcoming year and be an all-american I think he's that talented uh, and that far ahead uh, but uh, it's uh I enjoy watching him play. I've, I've really enjoyed watching his tape. Uh, maybe for Kentucky fans, they can pray for some kind of act of God and and uh, his brother doesn't get him committed fast enough and some for some reason they have a chance again. But I don't see that happening. What kind of act of God are you talking about? Like <laughs> brother well, re- vaporized? No, 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 no. I mean like a, re- a recruiting act of God, sort of okay. like what happened with uh, – okay. I was going to jump uh, in and call well, it that, but you got Well, his big brother got struck by lightning. I guess Kentucky's back in it. Um, God said he wouldn't flood the earth, but he did, and now Kentucky's got a shot. Yeah. No. He, uh, but what, one of the – one of the things before we move on, I was that I wanted to ask you. I hope people will check out your video because they're they're always good, and this one will be really interesting. Even though this isn't a guy maybe going to Kentucky. Well, I don't run a Kentucky site, so yes, and Kentucky basketball fans are are college basketball fans, and he's going to be one of the biggest names in college basketball next season. Uh, in two seasons, yeah, next not this season, but the next. Um, and one of the things I want to ask you, a guy like this. How how do you gauge or predict like what is his impact on a team like Oklahoma State where he's going to go be the star and they say just dominate for us and much in the same way not the same style but in the same way that Trey Young was was sort of tapped to do that at Oklahoma versus that kind of guy coming to Kentucky the impact they'd have as a part of an ensemble cast of you know five stars at every position. Uh, I think that Cade is the type of, he's, he's what I call like a square one player, meaning that you can use him as sort of the foundation of your, of your lineup and sort of how you approach offense. Uh, and he can elevate the pieces around him. I don't know that that was always true of Trey. Trey was such a talented scorer that he just couldn't really fight the temptation to score all the time. And there was no one there to tell him not to do that. Uh, I knocked him a lot for that. But anyway, I think that, uh, Cade is much more in the mold of, I take a deep breath and I pray the rosary before I say this, but he's definitely much more in the mold, the template of Luka Doncic and James Harden. He's that type of big physical pick and roll guy, but he's also a a really high level like team defender. He's really smart and savvy, unbelievable hands. I think that he could come in and raise a bad team to another level. Uh, I think that, Playing with other stars, you never know how the personalities are gonna are gonna mesh and things like that. But um, if he came to Kentucky, I mean, with with what has been talked about, um, I think that uh, yeah, I mean, I, he he's a, he's a huge difference maker. He'd be, I think he'd be on the short list of uh, guys in terms of their impact that Cal's had. I think he's he's that much of a talent. I, in terms of a hoops IQ, um, I mean, maybe Ulysses. Probably is the only guy I would say that has the same type of hoops IQ as uh, as Kate Cunningham. Kentucky the Kentucky the odds on title favorite if they if they somehow well they're not going to if if they had gotten Kate Cunningham 
for this upcoming season? Yeah, no, 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 for the for the following year, would they would they be the assuming they fill in with some of the pieces we know right. about that they're in a good shape with, and he's the the star of stars that comes in? I think so, probably. Probably, um, he's got some things to work on, but uh, but he's pretty damn good, folks. So. All right, check out his video at the Dime Drop, and let's pay some bills. We'll be right back. You and I kind of got in a little bit of a uh, a back and forth about this earlier. <laughs> we should uh, just read the we should just read the text exchange, but do it in Bill Bryant's. Uh, oh no, <laughs> you can't! I've, this guy has been sending me. <laughs> <laughs> his favorite Bill Bryant reads of the day. He's been making them up. Uh, I set I set you on like an improv Olympics tear here today. Uh, but we were we were talking about Devin Booker. Now Devin Booker kind of had a little bit of a back and forth with uh, Bill Simmons, the man that you refuse to respect on any level. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to read his work all the time. I just uh, you know. I like to make you uncomfortable because he's sort of your boss now. <sighs> Doesn't make me uncomfortable. He's not my boss. I just do freelance for them. No, but, he's your you, boss. Know, I, I, you don't have to always agree with somebody. I, I, you know, Bill, uh, pretty pretty hard to uh, bully anything he's done in terms of, you know, most successful sports media person of the modern era, I, I would say, right? Wouldn't you say so? I mean... He's no Curtis Birch, but that's true. Anyway, so they had a little bit of a, a Devin Booker. Him and Devin Booker had a little bit of a, a, a spat over Twitter because Bill made comments about Booker not uh, not going to play for the FIBA World Cup team. Um, we disagreed on that. You seem to feel pretty strongly that, uh, and, and well, I think we kind of hit the same notes in the De'Aaron Fox discussion too. Um, you seem to think that this. Has no, you don't put any kind of stock in this at all. Go yeah, I'm, I mean, you say I feel strongly, but I feel sort of strongly not strong <laughs> about like this. Just doesn't it doesn't really get me worked up that Devin Booker sat out or or De'Aaron Fox. I mean, after the the star 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 level guys all backed out, I I don't fault the second or third tier guys not wanting to sort of step up and say i'll be the face of this one-legged dog (laughs) (laughs) trying to win this race uh it's not an olympic year uh the best of the best are not over there they're struggling i mean they've they've lost when they first got over there they almost lost the other night let me just go line by line and counter that then okay so they're struggling if he goes he's the perfect type of fiba player that could help them to not struggling or not to not struggle uh i also think that he's he's had a situation here where he's playing for the suns what is he what is he saving himself for like the Suns aren't going to make the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Uh, I don't really know in the near future when they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I do think it's important because I think that for Devin specifically, uh, he needs. There's a little bit of a, like we talked about on one of our, one of our recent episodes. There's a little bit of a narrative uh, sag that's going on with Devin Booker where people are sort of wondering about him, and uh, this would have been a great opportunity for him to go and prove that he's a dog, and then also. Tons of stars have played in this event over the years, and it did not affect their career. LeBron has just now had an injury at, at age 34 this past season. Um, I just don't... But I don't, some of that is because, I mean, you know, at age 34, he's got, you know, a 38-year-old's 
wear and tear because one, a lot of playoff, many, many play a deep playoff runs, but also he's doing stuff like this every summer. Um, you know, I mean, not that Devin Booker hasn't put any real extra miles. He's never made the playoffs and all those things. I get that. But I mean, my other sort of counterpoint is I said 23, by the way, I just looked it up. He is still 22 years old. He's a baby. It's ridiculous that he played last played at Kentucky in 2015. It is now September of 2019, and he's still 22 years old. He's signed a $158 million contract at 22. Like, I don't fault the guy for taking his money and going to somewhere where the beach is beautiful and the water is clear and, uh, you know. There's a bunch of women that want to lick his sports car, and that's oh, not a metaphor. Uh, that's, not, <laughs> that's, that's not a that is not a metaphor. Kentucky fans were actually licking his sports car, but it kind of uh, is, and it isn't. It's but, probably yeah. also a metaphor, but yeah. uh, I don't. I mean, look, it, he's got 158 million dollars. Yeah, that's and fine. He, and so he, did and LeBron. He's like, he should be a senior in college, and if he wants to go enjoy his summer off, whatever. He's toiled on god awful teams in phoenix that's fine and, uh, i don't know i just i just don't fault him but i mean like i don't think we pick on him when we don't pick on all the other guys it's uh, true you know who else is getting off the hook a little bit here is canada what would what, what would ever happen to this like chosen era of well Canadian yeah basketball? i mean rj barrett all you know rj barrett didn't go shea gilgis alexander didn't go andrew wiggins didn't go did he no, uh, no, no, I don't I mean, think any like, of them like went. none of their good players went. So, yeah. uh, let me. What, what does that tell you? That's my thing. What does it tell you? It's not important to anybody. This, this, this World Cup is not important to anybody. Uh, and so, I don't care if Devin Booker didn't go. Uh, and 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 to to conclude this sort of Twitter spat, you know, Bill Simmons did this snarky thing. I hope Devin Booker is playing pickup and enjoying his whatever, whatever, while while Team USA is teetering on the brink of losing this game or whatever, whatever he said. And like five minutes later, his, you know, the, the bright young player on his favorite team, the Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum, goes down with an ankle injury at the very end of the game. Um, and of course, Devin Booker's re- retort when uh, Bill Simmons tweeted, oh my God, or whatever. Uh, he's hurt. He did the praying hands and said, "You know, prayers up." <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I mean, you can't. That's a pretty good burn. You can't go into that causality stuff because I mean, Demarcus Cousins tore his ACL in a pickup game. You can get hurt at any time. Like it's, I'm just it's saying, just because, I'm saying, but Devin, you know, Devin Booker had a pretty strong comeback. It's there. true. He's just had kind of a rough, a rough summer, I think, in terms of his. Uh, I do think there are some things that you do to sort of service your public you know, your public story. And I think that, but, uh, some players care about that more than others. Anyway, I think that's as good a spot to stop as any, that video that we were talking about, my Cade Cunningham video is not out yet. That'll be out in the next couple of days. Uh, there'll be a written version of that too. Kyle uh, is finishing up something about Tyrese Maxey, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think by the time most people listen to this, it'll be published, uh, in the morning, Thursday morning, talk to his trainer, uh, who, uh, Tyrese Maxey's longtime trainer trained PJ Washington, helped him kind of dial that shot in between uh, his freshman and sophomore seasons. Also worked with Trey Young. I didn't realize that, but he had also worked with Trey Young in high school. Uh, he's, he's had five McDonald's All Americans in the last five years that he's worked with. He's uh, Devin Harris in the NBA. 
Um, Miles Turner, he's worked with this summer. He actually just came back. The trainer, a lot just of came, Texas guys. Yep. Yeah, the trainer just came back from a, a tour of China with Dwayne Wade. Uh, he's worked with. Um, uh, well, I've just lost my Larry Brown. Well, just put it put it in the article, Kyle. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I want to say something. Point being, he's got a he's got a pretty high level trainer, and this guy thinks very highly of Tyrese Maxey, and we explore that uh, in a piece for the Athletic. Yes, and last second, and, and don't weigh in on this because we don't have any more time, but this is going to benefit you. Uh, people, don't freaking pirate or uh, steal the athletic. Subscribe to hit, <laughs> subscribe to it and support this this young man and his family. All right, uh, you can find uh, my work at thedimedrop.net and my YouTube channel. You can follow me at, at jkyleman. I'm at kyletugger underscore ATH. And uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow. Yeah, subscribe, like us, review us, be nice to us, and uh, we're going to bid you adieu. See ya. You are Locked on Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.